0: It's the Bring Out Your Dead podcast. All right, ladies and gents, thanks for joining us. We're on episode ten of the Bring Out Your Dead podcast now. Uh, just to kind of give everyone a day. oh yeah, Ollie's, Ollie's giving me uh, <laughs> giving me the, uh, the fist pump there like that. Um, just to introduce everyone again this week, I'm your host Ross Heard. We've got the excellent and wonderful and every adjective under the sun that I could possibly label as positive (laughs) Uh, we've got Mr Oliver Hadfield with us we've got the ever delightful because she is always ever delightful Cheryl Byrne
1: hello
0: and uh, we have another guest for you this week it's Dr Brennan Wilson hello thank you for joining us yes well glad to be here and, uh... I think. <laughs> no, don't worry. We are, we're not going to lead you to the slaughter quite so quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, you brought the, an excerpt from I, a, uh, a novel for us. I
2: brought, yes, I brought an excerpt from a novel um, which I wrote in about 1976 and 77 mm. when I was a medical student in London living in a ruin, basically, in Camberwell on the edge of Brixton, mm. where we had to have a. Um, House rule: not to lean like, on the kitchen wall, that kind of thing, you know,
1: <laughs> because because the wall would it's fall down. The wall. wall would fall oh, down. Wow! House.
2: And the the um, gas boiler in the kitchen was only held up by its input pipe. So, wow! Wow! Okay. And I'm never complaining uh, about my student no, no, you, see, you, you, you don't get that now. You don't realise you're born nowadays. Things have changed. <laughs> lot. So that gives you that sort of sets the scene. And I had um, and so I had an awful lot of issues. Hmm. And I started writing this um, novel with my girlfriend. Um, it was it was all about a girl who gets browbeaten into joining a radical religious group. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that was there was there was that going on to me and my girlfriend at the time. So this is my way of trying to work through it. Okay. Um, and so uh, the result was that it was. Um, a rant from beginning
0: to end, really. <laughs> so just, just to make sure I'm on the same page, this, is, this was a, an attempt by you and your girlfriend. Actively. Mostly by mostly me. Okay, <clears throat> sure. sure. Mm. But it was, it was an attempt to sort of come to terms with issues that you were having with your yeah. girlfriend at, at the time.
2: Not with, well, it, was, it wasn't issues between me and my girlfriend. It was issues between my girlfriend and me on one side and this religious group on the other. Oh, okay, so the subject matter is
0: actually truth to life as
2: well. Yeah, so right, there are pages right. and pages of prayers, which I was trying to take the mickey out of in this mm. book. Mm. Uh, I haven't brought those, because they're frankly rather boring. At least I've so said. Yeah, yeah. So i brought some which I think is um, uh, slightly more upbeat, and I hope you'll find it entertaining. Excellent, mm. excellent.
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm curious now more about what, what young Brennan was like actually in terms of, what, how did you first get into writing? What was it? That, that I wasn't right to write.
2: I mean, I, 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 start, I started writing in, in my, you know, when I was six or eight. Mm. And I used to write in pencil and stick the pages together and make a book and show it to my parents.
1: Oh, oh. oh that's That's huge. I know.
2: I've always had a fascination for the way people talk and, and the connection between people's, the, the way people think and their language. Mm. And so I teach English to speakers of other languages as a, as a hobby. And I, I've always read as much as I could. And I've always thought all the way through my medical career, as soon as I finished, we're going to start writing again. And I did. Mm. And it's been great. And I've met all you lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and I've had great fun. And now you can drive yeah. onto a podcast. very much against your will. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, no, that's excellent. It's mm. great. OK, I'll jump into it. Give me a moment to crawl under the table. <laughs> <laughs> So again, just to clarify, with, with with pretty much everything we read on the show, you know, I haven't read this beforehand. The guys haven't read this beforehand. This is this is very much new to us. The, the subject matter is is completely completely up in the air as well. So uh, at the moment, we don't have a, we don't have a title. Did you title it in the end? The, the the novel was called The God
2: Squad. The God Squad. Okay. It's it's actually quite a widespread um, a nickname for, yeah.
0: for, for for Christian societies and universities mm. one sort of another. All right, I'm going to jump into it. Uh, Excerpt from The God Squad, circa 1977. Did you write that? That circa. No, that's that's that. I, 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 I didn't have
2: a computer, for heaven's sake.
0: How much would a PC have been
2: in 1970s? They didn't really? exist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had an Amstrad got... in about in the early 1980s. Yeah. And that yeah. was one of the very early ones, you know, hmm. when you would have paid something like two
0: grand for them, I suppose. Or something. I don't I don't
3: yeah. That's what yeah. the idea of you um, sort of scoring the, uh, the timestamp down as the first draft of a manifesto. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't quite like that. No, no, no. It,
0: it, 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 Susan is a naive 18-year-old who has travelled from her home in the country to London to train as a nurse. She has met a young joker called Keith and they are chatting in her room. I say Keith. That's very... I mean, it's very very... It's very <laughs> in
2: rhetoric to begin yeah, with. So yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> my clear litigation is, is this 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and people did speak differently in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have got I, don't um, that.
1: I think that the the only thing I've ever read that had has people starting sentences with I say so. is Enid Blyton. Yes, that's right. <laughs>
2: that's right. Well that was a couple of generations before. I mean Jennings does it as well. There's a lot of Jennings in those. Oh, case.
0: okay. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> What's interesting is I, I you know Enid Blyton was one of my favourites when mm-hmm. I was growing up, Enid Blyton, and then I think you know, my mum reading The Hobbit and things like that were sort yeah. of the staples of my childhood when it tem- when it was being read to mm-hmm. rather than actually being an active mm-hmm. reader. And and I, I don't remember that kind of language. I still in my mind <laughs> because it's been so many years since I've read it. Yeah, read you've updated it in your mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't re- I don't reflect on it as being mm-hmm. old fashioned because mm-hmm. to me as a child it was just.
3: Uh, endearing, I suppose. You could argue that the sort of "old-fashioned" has a more <laughs> judgmental connotation rather than a informative one. So when you say we don't look at it as we don't see something as old-fashioned, well, no, we see it with a more nostalgic tone rather than a something we should pass off as passé. Yeah, I suppose yeah. I mean, just,
0: the, the phrase "old-fashioned" has a negative connotation to it sometimes. Yes, yeah. but I will say we're halfway through <laughs> the sentence and uh, it does get worse. Nice. <laughs> So, I say, Keith, Susan broken suddenly. Broken. So, I think it was supposed to be broke in suddenly. Oh. And it was just, yeah, that's it's another thing. In. There, wasn't, there wasn't an erase button on
2: my typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my, you, my yeah. Children, yeah, yeah. children, I showed
0: it to my children years ago. They said, where's the delete button? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, I say, Keith, Susan broke in suddenly. It says on the timetable that we're supposed to spend this evening getting to know the rest of the class. Don't you think we ought to be going to the student's bar or somewhere?
1: Was there a, an enforced timetable for, like, an enforced socialisation timetable?
2: Looking at it again, it, yeah. it, 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 all sorts of things have changed. Yeah. And yes, a junior student nurse, which is what Susan is, would have had, had a very regimented timetable.
3: Wow. Mm. It's
0: like your wreck
3: your, your time at prison. Mm. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: it does come across a bit. <laughs> yeah. um, I, was thinking it, I was thinking it sounds very 1984. You know, <laughs> like a measuremented uh, Winston Smith time table, mm. But mm. Keith looked at her. You are funny, he said with a smile. One, mo- one moment you want to joke, next you say something quite serious. I know I do just the same, don't worry. I am getting to know the other nurses. What do you think I'm doing here? I suppose so. Anyway, nobody seems to know anybody, so perhaps someone will come in and introduce themselves. <laughs> there was a knock at the door. Is so is it? Is them it yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was very well timed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's was just, <laughs> it was just it by was magic, sitcom timing. <laughs> Hello, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to turn out to be like Max's Erotica? Maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Susan giggled at Keith at Keith's discomfiture. A moment later, he had covered up his surprise and was talking again. This time in as broad a Cockney as he could muster. See, see what I told you. The, the great god Zeus speaks and the world obeys all I have to do is sit here on me, on me throne I like that <laughs> sit here on me throne and keep you lesser beings in order <laughs> great I like that, actually. that you don't a like space. it a bit do <laughs> <laughs> don't make it worse by saying things <laughs>
1: Uh, is he going to answer the door, um, or I, they just well, keep that person I mean, he's so only surprised? surprised. <laughs> he's only halfway
0: through speaking, moment. Like, oh
1: right,
0: okay. <laughs> the door <doll> will wait. <laughs> the great
1: <girl. laughs> <For> Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All I have to do is sit here on my throne and keep you lesser beings in order. I curl my little finger and a little finger, and the mountains tremble. He beckoned at the door and raised his voice. Enter, mortal. <laughs> His impertinence made Susan bite her, lo- bite her lip, but the door opened and a new person stepped into the room and looked about, about her to see who was there.
1: That's quite mysterious. She looked
0: tall, <laughs> blonde and twenty, and ca- she carried an air of self-composed grace about her. A gypsy- she looked? and yeah yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would you actually... <laughs> And she carried an air of self-composed grace about her and a gypsy brightness sweeping into the into the room and stopping short so that her coloured cotton print skirts swung around her ankles.
2: I'd forgotten, yeah. uh, looking back at this, I haven't looked at this manuscript for years and years, yeah. but that's what women wore in those days. There was the end of the maxi dress. Um, no, you
1: know. the maxi dress is still a thing. Well, I've got a few.
2: Yeah, but they were, they were, they were common then. They, you know, and well, it was in style. I suppose, it was in yeah. style, yeah. 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 People wore things down to their... Down um, to their ankles.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, mm. it's a thing now still, yeah. um, but it, yeah. oh, I don't know if it's still or if it's come back. But well, you see,
2: I mean, but, and, and yeah. I mean, nowadays you wouldn't, you don't see girls walking around in dresses, in skirts. Everybody wears no, trousers. Not so much.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. They are much yeah. more comfortable.
2: In those days, in those days, yeah. girls wore
0: skirts.
1: Yeah,
2: it,
0: for every day, her blouse was loose and casual, and she seemed lithe and animated under it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, I'm, not, I don't they, entirely dislike that. That's I, all right. <laughs> She carried herself erect, and her stance gave her an air of stateliness that was certainly not affected. She was a head taller than Susan, and taller than Keith, too. Susan immediately thought she was the most beautiful woman she had ever seen. With the intuition of a woman, she sensed a rival.
1: Oh.
0: Hmm?
3: <laughs> I'm not... That's is, a, that's I, a, I've a, a trademark of <laughs> the bad side there. Mm. What's um, your problem, Ollie? I'm going to... We saw Shark in Venice recently. Shark in Venice. Shark, what, singular, shark. It's, sh- yeah, it's just singular, Shark in Venice. And the um, okay. um, yeah. first thing I noticed when it came to the female characters was there was two. And just yes. out of standard, they both hated each other. Yeah. And if I'm, <clears throat> I think it's kind of a, an unspoken trope. In cases where there aren't an abundance of women in a film, I, I, I couldn't understand why, but...
1: There does seem to always be a rival. They, they, they do, I'm, a yeah. bit, I'm quite curious to find out if there, if there's, a, if it's the intuition that's said that this woman will be a rival for other reasons, or if it's because she's so beautiful that she's sensing a rival for her her man's affections. Which maybe. is again quite often. So, yeah, because it does think, seem to be a thing quite a lot. Is that you know if there's only a couple of women there? I,
0: I think the whole idea of the the intuition of a rival is actually mm. pretty accurate. Hmm. because you don't pick and choose who your rivals are in life, do you, really? It's more sort of... Oh, yeah. You're so... I I think I've been in that situation before where, you know, if if there's somebody that I'm interested in uh, romantically or someone that I'm seeing at a a particular time in my life where, you know, they've either been talking to or they've uh, been talked at by another man, and, you know, I can tell instantly whether I think that that person is, quote-unquote, a threat. threat... Yeah, yeah. See, straight from the off, and sometimes you know, I think you even you even if you're, I mean, if you're getting psychological about it, you might even see qualities in that other man that you would like in yourself that you don't have, that makes them seem even more like a more like a potential rival
3: or a potential yeah. threat. The you know? natural internal know. response being that of a cat. i had another cat. In well, it's a very animal.
0: Thing. I think it's a very animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a very, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that. Apparently,
1: you and Ollie are an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: just for anyone, obviously, this is this is an audio show. I did jump back about two feet when he did that. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, I think you know the, the, that idea of uh, the intuition of arrival. Or sense yeah. of rival by intuition is, is actually pretty accurate, I would say. I, th-
1: I don't know. I don't Clearly,
0: Cheryl picks and chooses her enemies
2: uh, do- on a yeah. daily basis. I feel like I've
1: ever had a rival or an enemy. Oh, or? Cheryl,
2: it's for I anyone not. nobody would dare. <laughs> you
1: know your, your,
0: your rival is going to be sitting there listening to,
1: listening to this
2: show
0: with a voodoo doll of you, poking <laughs> <laughs> your eyes with a pin, Say, Oh, so you're you're
1: I can't believe she doesn't realise yeah. it. <laughs>
2: You have been talking about romantic rival the whole time. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Whereas this is this may not be made. You see. Oh, wow. Ah. Okay. Oh,
0: nice. With the intuition of a woman, she sensed a rival. She perched uncomfortably on the radiator under the window and drew her legs defensively up in front of her. Why did she do that? Ooh. Sit on a radiator.
1: Well, maybe that was where she was. Because there's no there's
0: no furniture in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would not
0: have been very
2: much, and no. it would have been one of those big wide radiators, isn't no? it? Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: interesting that her <clears throat> first reaction on um, um, seeing the rival is defensive rather than aggressive there.
0: So, uh, yeah, she perched uncomfortably on the radiator under the window and drew her legs defensively up in front of her. Keith jumped to his feet. Come in, he said it vigorously. Vigorously? Vig- yeah, figure it out. <laughs> the, the newcomer, and again, it's still a still newcomer, the newcomer moved into the middle of the room. Keith seemed more preoccupied with the principle of inviting an attractive woman into his room than the, with curiosity as to who she was and for a moment she stood in the centre of the floor wheeling herself slowly round in a circle to examine the whole room smiling delightedly as though she was pleased at everything she saw
1: She's definitely a
0: villain She loves being a villain Here
1: I am going to be a villain
0: here I go. Give We're us a twirl. <laughs> Is that a really cheery
3: Cruella Yeah. <laughs> Did the exposition really just suggest that Keith immediately saw an attractive girl and his first thought was, ah, come in, not actually, who are you? Um, Is that not the case yes, yes. usually, Yes, totally, size, yes. sort of what it implies. So, so that's not
1: necessarily the case usually then, guys? You wouldn't have a, an attractive woman walk into your room, would you be going, ah, uh, who are you? It depends. It really,
3: really, really depends. <laughs> How attractive? <laughs> what am no, I no, doing? No. I'm joking. No, obviously, obviously,
0: obviously like, you know,
1: str- well,
0: know. any kind of stranger walks into your room, you're going to be like,
3: uh, who uh yeah, who this? Actually, <laughs> um, you say that about a year ago, um, of <laughs> all the people I know, of all the people I know, Oliver Hadfield, we're just, just... we're just sort of
0: like, hey, you want to come into my room? <laughs> have a drink. Do you want something to eat? Can
1: I just tell whether that you want to tell the story of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's okay.
3: fine. You've built it up now. Sorry, <laughs> no, it, it was just a case of um, my front door was unlocked, and I was in my um, in my in my bedroom, and I was just on my I, was, I think I was on the guitar or something like that, and a random stranger just walks in, <laughs> and I look at it, and he goes, a totally musical." Yes, um, <laughs> now yeah. He just marches straight into the living room, realizes nobody there, and then just starts to walk outside, start walk back out, and I knew straight away what the problem was. I just went, "Wait." lives upstairs there. <laughs> what was that? You said? Uh, so I had a girl um, live in, in my flat, block, one floor. Oh, I see. She was yeah. clearly having a party. lives upstairs. Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she uh, uh, she was smiling delightedly as though she was pleased at everything she saw. She noticed the clothes and, and the posters on the wall. She had bright blue eyes that twinkled from one thing to another. She was beautifully proportioned. Slim with uh, slim and long arms, rather than slim with long arms. But um, slim. <laughs> long-legged and long-fingered, as though someone had gone to, had gone to a lot of trouble to design the way she looked. Oh, interesting! It
2: sounds mm-hmm. well, I mean, a little bit is, like
1: somebody stretched
0: her. The really embarrassing thing at the back of this,
2: since you're old friends, I can tell you, is that this is a very idealised view of my then girlfriend. Right, and I'm afraid she realised that. Stretch
3: Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, see, and,
0: and, and, I actually thought i thought to myself, yeah. this is based on real persons. As, yes. as, as soon as yeah. you said long-fingered, because I yeah. thought... That's an odd, thing to say, an odd an odd, detail to give. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, particularly on top of what you've already given us. Yeah. Which makes me think that it's its mm. a facet of somebody that you've already picked out mm. who's yeah. sort of in your life mm. at the time. Well, you've got a fairly good Opinion
2: of the girlfriend at the time, that's no, 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 I mean, uh, but idealized, uh, Idealised, yes, yes. The poor lass wasn't anything like her, as graceful as that, she was rather, um, Sorry, li- love. Un- rather <laughs> self <laughs> conscious, girl. Okay, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. no, she was, she was, she was, she was, she was, tall, thin and blonde, okay. Hmm. Well, I'm already did interested. She, did she that. want to do it
1: dreams that? and <laughs> <laughs> strut around? No, she would have dared, she would have dared. <laughs>
2: I mean, she, she, I still see pictures of her occasionally on Facebook, and she's, she's, she's um, greatly improved over the last 40 years. <laughs> well,
0: her grace. Her grace or just a general appearance. <laughs> Everything. <laughs>
1: Everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: see, I'm kind of thinking to myself now, like, you know, will I think that way about my exes in, in, in 10 years or 20 years, 30 years, however long, and I just think, I don't think so. I don't think so. It depends. My, my memory is it depends. Depends what are talking about. Like,
2: yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> um, we can we, can, we can stop the recording and talk about our ex <laughs> uh, ex
0: <ex-lings> So <laughs> <until laughs> it come home, <laughs> So yeah, it, as though someone had gone to a lot of trouble to design the way she looked. Her hair hung straight down like a veil all the way around, the, uh, all the way to the small of her back, a thick yellow sheet. As she turned towards Susan, she flashed a smile at her that lit up the whole face for a second. It's the whole face rather than her whole face. We get get the point. You get get different. You get different mistakes
2: when you use a speech processor, don't you? Mm
3: -hmm. That's the trouble. I don't. I can't say I've tried. Oh, you should. Absolutely, everyone should. I I, I will. I will say
0: that the description of her hair, like again, as someone who um, apologies to my current girlfriend,
3: but someone who does like blondes. um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, love. (laughs) <laughs> stop stop saying sorry <laughs> love into the mic <laughs> wow.
0: um, the description of, uh, of a thick yellow sheet um, doesn't make it sound very appealing even though you're trying to make it sound mm. uh, ideal I imagine if, I if, you're like, if, you're, if you're
3: referring to like, a, a sheet of um, well, one that just kind of flows quite airfully I suppose yeah. that could be the, the connotation but a sheet to me just off. sounds a bit dirty I can't remember what I was thinking
0: of 40 years ago, but it might have been some sort of sheet of water, you know, a waterfall. Mm-hmm. So as she turned towards Susan, she flashed a smile at her that lit up, lit up the whole face for a second. She had strong features, broad eyes, high cheekbones under them, no uh, bold nose and chin. Her mouth was wide, almost too wide, and she moved it expressively when she smiled. She wore no makeup. She did not. She did not need to. Susan found her very attractive, Again, that's sort of um, okay, okay. I know it is. It is. <laughs> isn't um, it? It's, it's, yeah. it's more sort of. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think Brennan will get this reference, but uh, you might. Is uh, there's a great line from Futurama? Probably, arguably, one of the best lines from that show in terms of creativeness, is that um, uh, Fry is writing. He's writing a play, and uh, the robot devil uh, is criticizing his work, saying. You, you can't just write uh, t- you can't just write and, and have your characters announce how they feel. That makes me angry. <laughs> and, uh, I, I love the I, I love the structure of that. Mm. Um, and I feel you you've fallen victim to that a bit here because just Susan found her very attractive seems a bit a bit throwaway to me. Also, like, so like, given that right yeah. yeah. necessary. Yeah. Uh, Since so this is written.
2: More or less of Susan's viewpoint. This is, this is all about Susan falling under Julie's spell. I remembered her name now, mm, yeah. um, and and uh, being, uh, you know, becoming a kind of devotee of
0: her. Mm. Um, that, that's the way in which she finds. So her, it's, she, it's she, admiration, like, right? Admiration, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. yeah, Susan found her very attractive. She could not remember having been so arrested by anyone's looks in her life before. She dropped her feet to the ground and stood blushing. I'm assuming it's just supposed to be stood up and blushed or something like that, but yeah. stood blushing sounds a bit... That's yeah. actually, yeah, that's where the exit is. I like that, actually. though. I like that. That's the, that's the end of that description, Julie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. Whose and name we never
1: actually got? Is it Arrested yeah.
0: by Her? Yes, is Arrested... Wow. Yeah. I, I do. I, 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 I still like love that, that phrase. I still love yeah. that phrase, being arrested by someone's yeah. blush or uh, arrested by someone's speech, something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, I uh, do like that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of things wrong
2: with this. There's the... Um, the the style you've talked about, the, the, the this characterisation of Julie is all wrong, because it's so idealised, mm. and you get no idea of what sort of a character she is, or what, or, or any inflections of her character at all. This is this is um, this is me as a as a rather immature young man, I think, idolising somebody I'd like to be Julie. OK. Mm. That's what I mean. So I think, I think there's, there's a lot of personal issues in this as well. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the difficulties about the rest of the other nearly 97,000 words of this book. <laughs> that it, it's, it's me trying to work out my own difficulties and, and hang-ups. And I think that as a writer, you've really got to be able to see those a great deal more maturely and dispassionately to engage other people in them.
0: Mary Sue? It, uh, as, a, as a character uh, type,
1: yes. yeah. No, she's not, um, because she's I, manipulative. Yeah. and We've discovered have we've already been yeah. this.
0: Uh, just, just to clarify for anyone, I, I'm not sure if we, if we did mm. mention it on a, on a previous episode or not. We have, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you're, not, if you're not familiar, character type of a Mary Sue is seemingly perfect in, in most every way. Someone who has you know, exceptional accolades to her name, has trophies and awards, and just seems um, capable of everything the writer might throw at her because the writer's designed her that
3: way. Basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't think she is. I mean, yeah. from what we've read so far, it doesn't seem. It's not necessarily a Mary Sue. She stood in the center of the floor, wheeling herself slowly around in a circle to examine the whole room, and smiling delightfully as though she was pleased at everything she saw. She's either a Disney princess or she's off her fucking. <laughs>
0: I mean, you are ju- you are judging something that a very young and uh, still aspiring Brennan had uh, uh, written. But Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Is quite well, yes, yeah. I think that was that's that the sort of thing I was thinking
2: of. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so really? I
1: See, I got mm. um, I this does
0: predate Beauty and the
2: Beast, Beast by quite a few decades. But yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even has the people, people have been twirling their skirts since time immemorial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time
0: time immemorial? See, I I'm, got.
2: Uh, yeah, okay.
1: She. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what that is. Then, because when when you said she walked into the room and span around surveying everything. I got that she's like, she's the she's not the nice one in the novel. I got that she was the the bad character. Well, she could easily
3: she, be also yeah. Dolores Umbridge. You know, it, 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 oh, kind of yeah. everything's nice, but I'm going to be a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um Well, I mean, let's not let's not go too far. <laughs> uh, Dol- Dolores
0: Umbridge is, is arguably one of the most hated characters in all of she modern fiction.
3: Best. Oh yeah, I don't
1: know if we've had this conversation
3: yeah. on, on this. We show.
0: may have. I mean, we've mentioned Harry Potter a few times, so yeah, yeah. That is my love of Harry Potter,
1: really. uh, <laughs> um. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so um, what do you guys think? What do you, I mean, do you, would you would you want to read more in its current state? And I, and I mean, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the context of the show, because let's face it, and if it's bad <laughs> fiction. We always want to read more of it. Would you? Would you read it? Would you read this yourself? Would you want to continue reading it?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> thank and goodness I, for that <laughs> <laughs> but in the
1: context I, of the show yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
3: it's easy for to mm-hmm. say that because it, I don't know what, what can I say I can, I can I can relay my own taste I've got no problem saying I, like this wouldn't necessarily entertain me but that's not because it's bad it's just not it's just not your thing thing no. no. if someone if someone one day went read it Ollie then mm-hmm. go well, I'll, I'll put it on my bookshelf and, and then we'll see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which
0: is a very non-committal way of, <laughs> of, uh, of
3: doing that, yeah. However, because i um, obviously with Brennan's brought his um, current effort to the group at the moment, if he were to write it from scratch knowing what he knows now, I think there'd be a lot more, um, a lot more depth, a lot more um, maturity yeah. Right, and that yeah. would make that would, and I think from chapter one of his current piece, there's always been such grip about it.
0: That's that's one thing I think would be difficult to explain to the audience as the, as they are now. Is mm-hmm. that obviously we we're fami- familiar with Brennan's work because he's part of a writing group, and we know that if he were to approach the story with fresh eyes, it'd be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, as interesting as you saying so. As, so you a, as interesting as your current work, yeah. I think, but mm. but um, again, it, the, I think part of the appeal mm. is the nostalgia of mm. uh, writing a story in a different time because not. Mm. I mean, it's a very difficult difficult thing to do. Is something I've I've avoided. Of course, it was written to written to the present. In those oh, days. Exactly. Yes, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but I mean, when you think of the market as it is now, mm. right. There's a lot of people that are crying out for stories from from
3: er- eras in which they didn't live and which they have a real interest. Mm. And if there's um, and if there's an, a, an informative integrity to it, mm. if it's accurate they'll feel like they're going to learn something mm. in the yeah. process. I, I
0: just think uh, me uh, as myself, I I would probably have as much interest, if not more, slightly more interest, in reading a story because I mean your current story is is about motherhood. Mm-hmm. It's set in present day, mm-hmm. and it deals with quite quite a number of contemporary issues. I, think, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, um, not 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 least of which includes you know the difficulties of modern relationships when it comes mm-hmm. to raising children. Mm-hmm. Right. Am I right to say? Absolutely, mm-hmm. and, and I think. Um, What's interesting for me is I, is reading a story about um, about uh, sort of um, a relationship that that meets trouble because of uh, sort of the a uh, uh, religious breakaway radical like a radical religious breakaway group um, in the nineteen seventies sounds absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I will admit, I think just as as yeah. a premise, yeah. mm-hmm, it's the kind of thing that I can see really taking off. It never occurred to me that this would come across as nostalgic,
2: because of course yeah. I lived through it. I think it would
1: be a really interesting book. Um, I really do. I have to, I mean, you know, the I just
2: way... To, I, say, I have to cut out the pages and pages of, of ranting and the pages and pages of prayers. Yeah. I really the, want to read one of
1: these <laughs> prayers. I really well, do.
2: People, people work themselves up into a kind of a, a kind of sort of um, a, a, a frenzy, a sort of, um, not a dervish, but a, a um, what do you call it, Viking... Is um, a berserker. Yeah, yes, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the kind of thing.
1: Mm. Mm. See, so this is, I mean, this, this one, one of the reasons I think this could be so interesting for me, religion has never been a big part of my life, ever. Mm. Mm. I've never had to go to church on a regular basis. Mm. I did go to a Catholic school, but all that entailed was. Going to mass once every like two months or so, Mm. um, and on holidays, um, Mm. and it was held in the sports hall, so it didn't feel Mm. massively religious. To be honest, Mm. never did communion, never did uh, confirmation or anything Mm. like that. Just not. And I find it really interesting that religion is so much of either an influence or a bugbear or an irritant or anything in anybody's lives. Oh yeah, I really do find it really interesting. I've interested. This
0: is this is something that I have kind of held for question for questions at the end. What age were you roughly uh, when you when you wrote this originally? About 20, about um, twenty three. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's sort of sort of where I positioned mm-hmm. you actually. Mm-hmm. that's the age I thought I imagined you were. Yes, in
2: the second uh, half of medical school.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I take it you didn't really have much time to write it, but you were scrabbling as much time as you could.
2: Um, I mean. Th- how much how much autobiography do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was I was unhappy at medical school. Yeah. And so I wasn't studying as much as I could have done. Mm. And so and, and partly because of all this going on around me. So this is my kind of catharsis. Yeah, interesting.
0: Mm. Uh, do you guys have any other, any uh, kind of closing questions for Brennan?
1: I just think it's a, a bit of a, a, a shame that what was she called when um Susan? Julie? No, when she Julie. first Walked into the room, yeah. newcomer,
3: newcomer that yeah. was it? Okay. I think we it's the same. Keep her name as newcomer. Maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be just the last no- Her last name. So <laughs> if it you were know a part. short story, it would work. It would yeah. work better, wouldn't yeah.
0: it? But uh, I think over the course of a novel, somebody's name does eventually get said. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I can appreciate the the quality of that mm. Of you know, having
2: someone Unnamed and being well. Mm. First person novels sometimes don't name the narrator. Uh, the the um,
0: yeah. First person narrator in Rebecca is famously not named. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, my my as you will know from reading mine, my my narrator is never named. A, was named in I was actually I was was going to say <laughs> but, that, but wasn't sure if. You
1: and again, well, I mean, it was
0: I mean, it was partially partially inspiration from uh, having read and enjoyed Rebecca that, that I thought that I could get away with it. Yeah. Uh, it turns <laughs> out it's actually quite a um it's quite a split opinion on whether it really works. I personally read I read Rebecca and thought that it worked perfectly.
2: Yeah, but that's partly because um, she she arrives in the the beginning of the book being a nobody, being a Susan. Yes. Um, and so nobody's interested in her name, and partly because um, people can always address her as Mrs. De Winter. Yes, that was and the, that's uh, yeah, the kind of persona yeah. she has to take on, mm. which is part of the whole of her whole sort of character arc through the novel, isn't it? Mm. Mm.
0: Is that she's um, replacing. Uh, she's, she's replacing Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. Yes, mm. and it's kind of again, uh, it's the symbolism behind her having to step into the shoes of someone else. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, I, I love that novel. It's such mm. a great novel. But um, and I'm not just saying that because uh, because I'm Cornish. Uh, <laughs> that seems like an excellent <laughs> place. Uh, like an excellent place to close. But uh, yeah, I think I would like to say thank you, friend, for for being. You're very welcome. Great fun. And, great fun. Uh, we have, as always, the obligatory b- applause for, uh, for our guests. <laughs> thank you, Ollie. But yeah, Christ. that was uh, that was episode ten of the Bring Out Your Dead podcast. I would like just to, to also thank the artist Broke for Free, whose music we've been using as the uh, as the intro and outro of the uh, of the show. It's it's people like him being able to ena- enabling us to use royalty free music that uh, allows us to kind of really really put a nice polish on the show, considering that we are are proudly amateur and uh, and still very much learning as we go. But uh, also, if if you'd like to submit to the show, uh, the email address, as always, is boydpodcast at hotmail.com. That's B-O-Y-D podcast at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys.
3: As I expected. (laughs) (laughs) However bad it gets, it'll
1: never. I, I really, really don't believe it'll ever be Uh... as embarrassing as mine.